Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into Blue Wire Studios for Bet to Win here inside the Win Las Vegas. I'm your host, Joe Fan. Hope all of you had a tremendous weekend. I know I did. I was off in Nashville visiting a buddy who just moved there. I love that city. I love that city so much. If you've never been to Nashville, you need to go. Uh, it was a lifetime ago at this point, but I worked for the Titans for one season. It was in 2014. I lived there. And going back this last weekend, I could live there permanently. Uh, it is such a good time. Late night for me. Flight got delayed and delayed and delayed all the way till I didn't land till 1230 last night. But the show goes on. We're ready to rock here on this Monday morning. Uh, main talking point here uh, is that I, I love futures in general. I love them in every betting market. And the reason largely why I do is they're lottery tickets. And it makes uh, for a fun season of watching football, uh, especially if, you know, as you get closer to whatever the future is. Um, Another part of that is I'm, I'm mostly a conservative better when it comes to my unit size, daily wagering, all that. So I'm a big futures guy, and I've been going through which tickets I want to put in for Super Bowl winners, and I'll probably get a couple in each conference, um, and I've got a couple for you between favorites and long shots. Um, I think there's a lot of value to be had on the board that I think will be very fun bets that will take you certainly into the playoffs and potentially to the Super Bowl. So we're going to discuss how many teams can actually win the Super Bowl. Um, I think you can sell yourself on quite a few. Uh, I've got a couple here, though, that I want to discuss, as well as a couple that I'll be staying away from. Uh, but first, another victory lap to take. Last week's winning pick, Astros, Phillies, Moneyline Parlay, plus 125 is a winner. I'm now 2-0 in the month of August with a 1.8 unit profit line right now. Uh, I will tell you, so anytime we get the, the boys together for a weekend trip, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a golf trip, whatever, uh, we always will try to put together a parlay and help pay for some of the trip because what's a boy's weekend without trying to pay for some of the trip with a parlay? And me and my buddy had some good ones. And on Friday, four legs, th the first three legs, sweat-free winners. All we needed was the damn Mariners against the damn Angels. Mariners lost. Brutal. Saturday, have a three-leg first five parlay minus a half a run each. So all three teams, favorites have to win. And one of those teams is the Tampa Bay Rays against the Detroit Tigers. Bottom five, Tampa is up one nothing on the road in Detroit. And Shane McClanahan with two outs. Gives up two runs. The eventual likely potential in the conversation. All-star game starters, certainly potentially the American League Cy Young. Shane McClanahan gives up two runs to the Detroit Tigers. So that stung. And we didn't end up paying for any of the trip with parlays. But that's another. there. We're going to hopefully go 3-0 and here in the month. I've got another winning pick at the end of the show. Let's dive in to the Super Bowl market. Uh, and I'm going to run through just some of the odds now, and then I'll dive into a couple of teams that I like. The favorites in the AFC, far and away, it's the Buffalo Bills at six and a half to one. The Chiefs are next up at 12 to one with the Chargers at 14, Bengals at 20, and Colts at 30. Um, there are a couple other teams, you know, Broncos are at 16, uh, the Ravens are at 18, uh, but the favorites by and large are the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. No surprise to see the Bills six and a half to one. Um, 
everyone is waiting for this team to get over the hump. Uh, and I think there's expectation this year that it's Super Bowl or bust, as it should when you lose uh, to the Chiefs in the divisional round in 13 seconds and can't get a stop in overtime. Uh, that one stings. It's going to sting until they, again, get over the hump and make it to the Super Bowl. There's another layer of that is if they have the best record in football, which is very likely, or at least the AFC, going through Buffalo in the uh, AFC postseason race is going to be brutal for any road team. Because, just the weather, but the Bills Mafia, huge home field advantage for Buffalo. So that makes sense. In the NFC, it's no surprise. There are three teams that are the favorites. The Bucks at 7-1, to one, the Packers at 10, and the Rams also at 10. Let's dive into who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. If I could only put money on one team, I would put money on the Los Angeles Chargers at 14-1. to one. I think they have the best record, or not the best record, I think they have the best roster in the NFL. You look at what they have offensively, certainly Justin Herbert. They've invested heavily into the offensive line. Rashawn Slater was a stud year one. Corey Lindsley, one of the best centers in all of football. And you have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Stud. Josh Palmer, a nice secondary piece. Jalen Guyton, a nice fourth receiver. And a couple of tight ends in Donald Parham Jr. and Gerald Everett, who are more than capable. You have Austin Eckler, one of the most versatile running backs in all of football. And Justin Herbert, who many pick, who many are picking to win MVP and justifiably so. But it's not just the offense, it's the defense that is absolutely loaded up. A defensive line and pass rush with Jerry Tillery, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack coming over in free agency uh, this year. Desante Samuel and J.C. Jackson at corner. Safeties of Derwin James Jr. and Nasir Adderley. They are loaded. And I have been someone who's been on the Chargers year after year after year after year, and they break my heart each and every year. But now is not the time when I'm going to jump ship. I am going to stick with the Chargers. And, and Nick Dias, uh, we had we, some of this conversation last week. He made a really good point, is can they get home field advantage? It's going to be a lot tougher in the AFC West compared to the AFC East, where the Buffalo Bills reside. But I love the Chargers nonetheless. Um, so give me the Chargers at 14-1. to 1. There are also a couple of long shots in the AFC that I think have a shot. And they're not the Broncos. I want to touch on the Broncos real quick and why I prefer two other teams with double the odds. Broncos are at 16 to one. My issue with the Broncos is can they win their division? Anytime you're putting a bet on a future, you have to believe in them to at least win their division. And I don't know if I believe in the Broncos to win their division with the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. I'm fascinated to see how Russell Wilson does this year. Because over the course of the last two-ish years, even outside of the finger injury, he largely hasn't been good. Certainly the second half of the 2020 season, he was very bad. And to start last year, before the finger injury, he wasn't great. He had a couple of lights-out games down the stretch, certainly in week uh, 18 against the Cardinals. He was a stud. But I'm fascinated to see what he looks like and what the sort of back half of his career is going to look like. And so much of the conversation about his time in Seattle is, 
is Pete Carroll holding him back? Is Pete Carroll's run first approach holding Russell Wilson back? The let Russ cook thing that, that got off this jihad start in 2020 before failing miserably at the end of the season. Russ is 33 years old now. He's got diminishing athleticism, as that happens with father time. So much of what Russell Wilson is, who he is, and what makes him great is the off-script magic, the evasiveness in the pocket to extend plays. That has been waning in recent years to where when he takes those back-breaking sacks, which Russell Wilson takes more than anybody, and it's not just his offensive line's fault, sacks are largely a quarterback stat. You're all of a sudden getting more stick with less carrot. And so there's certainly no doubt that he's got a loaded offense in Denver. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. They should be a fantastic offense. But I don't know if I'm putting all my chips in on Russell Wilson after what we've seen from him the last couple of years. And maybe he goes on to prove to be an MVP this year and shows that, hey, I was right. It was Pete Carroll who was limiting me in Seattle. Mr. Unlimited, now in Denver, I'll pass. That's because there are two teams at 30 to 1, basically double the odds that I'd much prefer. If you want to stay in the AFC West, you can go with the Raiders. There's a reason why Derek Carr is projected to go top five in passing, just as he did a year ago. Now he gets Devontae Adams. You pair Max Crosby, who's an absolute star, with Chandler Jones, two top 10 pass 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 rushers, sorry, in the same defensive line. I ultimately won't put that ticket in because I don't think they're going to win the division. And again, I think that's an important barometer when making a future for the Super Bowl. But when choosing between the two, if I had to, I would take the Raiders and say thank you for the extra uh, 14 to 1. But the team I like the most, if we're talking long shots in the AFC, is the Indianapolis Colts. Start right off the top. I think they're going to win the division running away. One of the worst divisions in football. I think the Titans are sort of in limbo. They'll be competitive. They'll have some big wins. They might even split with the Colts. But beyond that, I don't expect enough from the Jags and certainly the Texans. Colts, I talked about the Chargers having the best roster in the NFL. Colts are probably in the top three. The big edge that the Chargers have over the Colts is obviously Justin Herbert. But now the Colts have Matt Ryan compared to Carson Wentz. How big of an upgrade is that? It could be significant. But you look at off the offense, it's carried by Jonathan Taylor, best running back in football. Michael Pittman will be a household name among wide receivers uh, at the end of this year. I truly believe that. Alec Pierce has been a, a, a talking point uh, in training camp at Indianapolis. Paris Campbell, a capable second or third receiver. They've got a standout offensive line led by Quentin Nelson, best guard in all of football. And you look at their defense, and there's a lot there. Led by DeForest Buckner. I don't know. I love the Colts. I just looked down the list. Stephon Gilmore on that roster now. I think they're going to be dangerous. So at 30-1 to with a division winner, AFC South, I like the Colts. So Colts and Chargers in the AFC, 
is where I'm going. In the NFC, I'm avoiding the favorites because what fun is that? Uh, but if you want to go Packers, Bucks, Rams, I totally get it. I think there would be a lot of people who take the Niners at 16 to 1. And that's not a risk I'm willing to take because of we have no idea what Trey Lance is going to look like. I think the floor is still high in San Francisco because they're well coached. I'm a huge Kyle Shanahan guy. D'Amico Ryan's has done a tremendous job with that defense. They will, again, one of have a top 10 defense in my estimation this year. But they're still going to need Trey Lance to be maybe not a stud, but a top half of the league quarterback in order to beat the Rams in that division. The reports at a camp haven't been very good. This is the issue. This is why I wanted Trey Lance playing all of last year. This is essentially year one for me. And I'm all for, yeah, you get the mental reps. You can learn from a veteran. There's nothing like learning when the live bullets are flying. And not getting that experience last year, I think will will lead to a frustrating start of the season this year. Jimmy Garoppolo is also still on that roster. Is there a chance Jimmy Garoppolo is on that team week one? That would be wild. And to me, it would be a huge detriment to Trey Lance with Jimmy Garoppolo looking over your shoulder. You lose a couple games to start the season. There's going to be fans who start pounding the table for Jimmy because they know what they're going to get. I'm pulling for Trey Lance. He's got all the tools, and I think he's in a great spot with tons of skill players around him. Kyle Shanahan, who will obviously engineer a wonderful running game. It's one of the best things, or he's one of the best in the business at that. And I think Kyle Shanahan in general will, will put him in an advantageous spot to be successful. There's just going to be growing pains. That's how it goes with every quarterback. So I'm staying away from the Niners at 16 to 1. And I've talked about this show on this show before. I love the Eagles. I'm all in on the Eagles at 25 to 1. Again, division winner. I expect them to win the NFC East. And if we want to talk depth chart, this defense should be really good. The offense should be really good. Can can Jalen Hurts progress enough to where he can take this team to a Super Bowl? I think so. But you have Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. It was the most productive rushing offense in football last year. Most efficient rushing offense in all of football. Now you get A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Who you expect to eat. Defensively, they pair Fletcher Cox with Jordan Davis. Sign me up. You signed Hassan Reddick in free agency. Darius Slay still on that team. I'm all in on the Eagles. And at 25 to 1, they're the best value for me in the NFC. And an NFC that's wide open compared to where I think the better teams are in the AFC. Love the Eagles at 25 to 1. I think you can also potentially sprinkle the Vikings at 30 to 1? Question mark? I don't know if I will, and I probably won't. But at some point, they got to win the division. And Aaron Rodgers won't be all-world being an MVP candidate without Devontae Adams by his side. So I'm sort of bullish on the Vikings. I might, I probably will just pick them to win the division as opposed to putting in a Super Bowl ticket. But if you want to sell yourself on the Vikings at 30-1, to 1, 
I'm all in. I love it. Uh, let's get to a promo. New WinBet users can receive $200 in free bets after they make their first qualifying deposit in place. Your first bet on WinBet. Once that bet is settled, you will receive four installments of $50 free bets. Go to winbet.com or download the WinBet app for official rules and details. Uh, winning pick time, looking to remain unbeaten in August. Again, I'm 2-0, plus 1.8 units for the month here in this first week of August. Uh, I'm going to the diamond. I'm taking the Yankees, minus 107 on the money line on win bet against the Mariners on the road at T-Mobile Park. These two teams met last week. The Mariners took two of three. There's a little bit uh, of an emotional hedge here, obviously, as uh, I'm hoping the Mariners can win this game. But Logan Gilbert, starting for the Mariners, was shelled by the Yankees last week. Three home runs allowed, six earned runs at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees are number two in WRC+. Plus. That's weighted runs created against right-handed pitching since July 1st. The Mariners ranked 21st in that category. Uh, here is the rub. Jamison Tyon pitched in that game against Logan Gilbert, and he struggled as well. The Mariners got to him for five earned runs in four and two-thirds innings. Um, I'm happy to be wrong. Would love it to be the Mariners. But I'll bet on the better lineup who has been better against right-handed pitching, significantly so since July 1st. And if you're into like the they're due sort of narrative, the Yankees have lost five straight. Do they, they lose six in a row? Probably not. I'm taking the Yankees minus 107 against the Mariners here on Monday night. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the show. Uh, programming note, we'll be back on Wednesday. Going to bring my guy Nick Dayus back on uh, to catch up with him. Uh, but yeah, show will be coming on Wednesday and we will see you then right here on Bet to Win. Yeah.